Would you like to live in the space of infinite possibilities? Is now the time to access your magic? Welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with Glenice Hughes. Join us for the next hour as we bring you the tools, techniques, and tips for you to change the impossible in your life to the possible. Now, here's your host, Glenice Hughes. Hello, and welcome to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with myself, Glenice Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so, so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, my goodness, I just finished a uh, four-week stint of four foundation classes and two bars classes and an evening class and a whole bunch of other stuff mixed in there. Wow, what a wild ride. And I am so, so freaking grateful. Like, for those of you who choose a class with me, I am just so grateful for you because I... I just know, you know, I know that sometimes we have all sorts of crazy that comes up and all sorts of things about money and all sorts of reasons and justifications not to choose it. And I know the courage it takes to choose it. So my my um, hat's off to you. Yeah. And I wonder what else is possible. So one of the things that I tend to talk about a lot in classes based on questions that are asked is sex. And, you know, for some people, that's a really awkward conversation to be having. And for me, it's not awkward at all. It really, I have no problem talking about it, which has become more apparent to me in these last four classes than anything before. Uh, I also am really going to acknowledge myself that I don't have a point of view about it. And that's really cool because that's from the tools of access. Like that's these, using these amazing tools for the past six years has really assisted me with that. And I wouldn't say that I had a whole ton of points of view beforehand, but I was certainly in the lie that nobody wants to talk about it. Like it's it's just between you and your partner and um, everybody's just supposed to figure it out or I don't know what all those sorts of crazy is, but um, there's just been so many awarenesses for me, again, during classes. But there was also a TV show or a Netflix show that I watched and I only watched about a half an hour of it because I wanted to kill them. Because what occurred on this TV show was the woman, the couple, had not a lot of time to, you know, have sex and obviously it had been a while and they were trying to make time and trying to do things to spice it up and nothing was working because the kids and life and all sorts of things. And then she was laying on bed, on the bed, reading a book one night. And he just came in, got on top of her, moved a couple times, got off of her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, she's going to kill him. She's going to divorce him. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. And so then the next morning, she let him sleep in. She made him breakfast. She treated him like he gave her the most amazing gift that night and I mean I know it's a tv show believe me I know that and what I what I was so aware of was how many people were watching that going well that's what sex is then like that that's that sex the man gets on top and gets off and she should be happy like it's so oh my gosh (laughs) Oh, I had an interesting point of view. I have that point of view a lot. And and I'm still aware that it doesn't create more to have that point of view. And yeah, so, you know, so many different things really have inspired this show. And, and we'll probably in the future be doing, you know, more shows about sex. It won't all be about sex, uh, but there will be, will be, I will be discussing it more. For those of you who maybe don't have the people to talk to about it or whatever that might look like in your world. And I I just, yeah. So today we are talking about when your sex drive is different. And I mean different from your partner or partners, whatever you may have. And, And really looking at that for what that all brings up for you. Because 
I mean, if you've listened to my other shows that I have done on sex, you know, or if you've been in my classes, you know that mine and hubby's sex life has been that, except it's been um, different than this reality where my sex drive has always been higher than his. And for so many years, I went into absolute crazy about what that meant. And part of that was from, you know, everybody tells us here that that's what men want. And so when they don't, there must be something wrong with us. That's, that's what I, that's the story I made up with it. And, and it's just so ridiculous because the other, you know, part of that, cause of course I work with a lot of women and of course it's often the other way where the woman really isn't as interested or isn't as interested as often as he is. And so they go into the wrongness of them or the wrongness of the husband or the spouse or, you know, like, and of course it could be two females together, two males together. It's, I, I can talk from my experience, which has been with hubby, beyond that like it's like really looking at that for for you like what what is it that you truly desire if yours is let's say yours is higher than your partner's like when you're looking to have sex like what if you check in like what is it that you're actually looking to to receive from it is it the connection or is it the orgasm because if it's the orgasm and, and quite likely it'll be different every time. Like it won't al- always be one of those. But quite likely it would actually be, if it's, if it's just the orgasm, like what if you did that for you? What if you gifted you that orgasm? Because a lot of times when we go to our partner with kind of that's what we would like out of it, there is that element that's missing. And I, I don't know if that's the right terminology, but it's kind of like... Uh, it just has a different energy, at least in my world. And and believe me, back when Abby and I were, were extremely different with sex drives, I <laughs> I did not know this information. Um, could have saved me some, some um, crazy. And I probably wasn't willing to have me not be crazy back then, so I didn't have the information. But now, you know, I really look at what, what is it that I would like from the from sex. And if it's just the orgasm, then for me, that's all about me. He doesn't need to be involved in that because there isn't that. I mean, yes, there's gifting and receiving in that, but it's a different energy than when I'm truly looking to connect with him and his his body. That's a different energy that that we will co-create the orgasms together from. And so everything that brings up we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, shorts, boys, meons. Everything that masturbation brings up for you. Will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. One of the things that I, again, when hubby's and eyes was very different, it's it's interesting as I've let go of the points of view about what it should be, uh, hubby's sex drive has gotten much higher. So how does it get any better than that? And how much was I, you know, pushing him away with, we need to do it. We're, we're wrong if we don't. If we don't have this much sex a week, we're horrible. I mean, I remember uh, on Oprah once, uh, she used to have a a daily show, and I remember when she was, like, there was an advertisement for her show that one of the days, and they were going to tell you what the amount of times a normal couple had sex a week was. And I was so excited so somebody could actually tell me what that was, because then I could decide from that number whether we were normal or not. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so anywhere you've been looking for what's normal, instead of just choosing what works for you, will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about normal that keeps you from being everything you truly desire? Everything that is, we destroy and uncreate all times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So back in the time when, you know, wars was drastically different, then because I did desire to have the orgasm, and if he wasn't going to play in that, it really was up to me. And I can remember so often just saying to myself in my head, 
a married woman shouldn't have to masturbate. Which, I mean, just get the energy of that. One, it's a fucking lie. And two, it's a judgment of magnitude towards me and towards hubby. Yeah. Everything that brings up will destroy and create it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop, shorts, boys, beyonds. And in case you're a married man or somebody who's in a partnership, let's do it for everybody. So somebody, in a, uh, a person in a relationship shouldn't have to masturbate. A person in a relationship shouldn't have to masturbate. A person in a relationship shouldn't have to masturbate. <sighs> everything that is all the shiku implants and explants holding that in place from a lifetime space dimension reality universe and anywhere i haven't mentioned will you revoke recant rescind renounce denounce or claim destroy and uncreate it all right wrong good bad online puck puck shorts boys and beyonds because like what if it actually has nothing to do with being in a relationship or not or being married or not like if your body desires to have an orgasm why wouldn't you gift it that? Like, why do we put that outside of us and, and say, well, that's the way it has to be, or that's their job now that we're with them? Like, get the energy of that. Like, that's their job. <laughs> no wonder Hubby didn't <laughs> have the same sex drive as I did. I mean, I, that, that was part of the energy that I was projecting. It was like, this is what you have to do. And again, the other way, I mean, how many women are are with that point of view for themselves in terms of this is what I have to do. I have to, I have to put out, as they might say. It's my job. It's, it's my wifely duties, you know. And I mean, get the energy of that. Whenever we do anything from that energy, whether it's sex or whatever, it's never ever going to be done as amazing as it could be or chose from the space of all of us like you know all of me and all of you like all of us from from that energy because then it becomes an obligation or an expectation and then there is that energy of I just have to do this like how can I get it over so everything that is and everywhere you've done sex like that I in either direction it doesn't matter we just destroy and uncreate it all and return it to sender with consciousness right wrong good bad online pop pop shorts boys and beyonds yeah. So, so again, you know, look at what are you looking to get out of having sex? If it's just the orgasm, consider looking at what that could be just for you. And if it is the connection, what do they require different for it to be fun for them, for it to be uh, joyful for them, for them to be interested in it also? Because, you know, if you bought the lies from those TV shows that show, you know, getting it just stuck in <laughs> is, is the way to have sex. <laughs> I'm like, oh dear God, I, I'm not sure, you know, what it's going to take to change it on the planet. But man, when I watch that, it, it has spurred something within me to go, no, no, like, <laughs> what is it going to take to change that? And, and I mean, how many people aren't talking to their kids? about sex and I get that like believe me I, I I know it's not something that I would probably um want to do and the thought of having you know girls or boys on the planet thinking that that's what sex is dear god please let that be your inspiration to sit your kids down or get them their a video or a book like there must be stuff out there there must I bet that there's amazing resources out there that you could really have support in having those conversations. So, so you know, your daughters know what their clitoris even is. <laughs> like, I mean, I certainly didn't. It wasn't something that was talked about in my, in my family. And it wasn't until, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny, but when I was in, um, I was working at a taco time. I had graduated from high school, so I was probably about 18, and working at a taco time. And the gal who was there that I worked with the most, uh, her and I became really good friends. And she was talking about how frustrated her boyfriend was because he was never able to gift her an orgasm. So, you know, she wasn't sure if something was wrong with her. And, I mean, I had had sex, but I didn't actually know what an orgasm was. So I just kind of pretended while she talked 
that I did because <laughs> I didn't want to look dumb. And then, you know, she finally kind of said to me, well, have you ever had one? And, and I kind of like, you know, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll tell you the truth. I said, I, like, I didn't even know what it was. So back then, I will date myself here, but we didn't have the internet. We didn't have uh, Google. So we actually went to the library in Saskatoon after work one day and, and got books, like took books out of the library um, that had anything to do with how to have an orgasm. And by God, am I grateful that we did because <laughs> that's actually how I learned. And I had a boyfriend at the time and he had, he was actually a virgin. And uh, so we, we learned together on my body and I am so grateful. I'm so grateful for my willingness to, you know, be curious and also the willingness to be like really vulnerable with him at the time. Because again, I mean, especially being a virgin, he was, he was, I think maybe a little bit older than me. So he might've been 19 or so, uh, you know, to be a virgin at that age and really have no clue. Um, that's pretty unusual. And then the willingness for both of us to, to kind of find it together and find the way that worked. And, uh, and there's just not a lot of people that that have that. And I'm grateful that I've, you know, created that all those years ago. And just, you know, always been amazed at when I talk to women who are, you know, whether they're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, etc., that have never had an orgasm and not been willing to have that conversation with their partner. Because a lot of times it's just that their partner doesn't know like nobody has told them that there's there's other ways and the way that if you ever watch porn or you even the shit on TV it makes it look like the woman is having an orgasm with you know just with pe you know penis penetration <laughs> I don't know if you have to say penis penetration probably I didn't need the word penis in there um and that's that's actually more more unlikely than most and if you have that yay you how does it get any better and for those of us that require more really you know that that's to me such a gift of masturbation because then you also get to know your body first if you have a partner who's just willing like my roommate's partner who was like he was like whatever it took he was going to gift her this uh which is great and if you don't have that, what if you find that for you? Like, what if you look at what does that take for you? And maybe it's books from the library. Maybe you can Google it. I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what would be on Google now. Um, in terms of information, there's probably a lot of other stuff on there that maybe wouldn't be so fun to watch. And maybe it would. Who knows? But just, like, check it out. Find out what might work. And then try it try it find your own body you know find find what works be willing to go beyond the crazy of this reality that says people in relationships shouldn't have to masturbate I mean so much judgment in that so so much judgment so everything this is all brought up will you just revoke or can't rescind renounce denounce reclaim destroy and uncredit all returning it to sender with consciousness yeah right wrong good battle nine putt shorts boys and beyonds and if you were truly willing to honor you, how many orgasms do, does your body desire to have a day? Yeah, like one, 10, 20, <laughs> 50, like how many? Like what if your body has no point of view about it? What if your body just loves that, that energy, loves being that energy? Yeah. Everything that just brought up, will you destroy and uncreate all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, battle, nine, put puck, shorts, boys, beyonds. All right, we're going to go to break. We come back, we're going to talk a way more about this. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenice, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. 
Find out more online at www.glenice.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenice's blog. That's www.glenice.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E.net. Did you know that Glenice travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. To find out more about Glenice and our program, please visit www.glenice.net. That's G L E N Y C E.net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking about sex drives and what if they are different than your partner's or, well, they, what if yours is different from your partner's? And, uh, you know, I don't know how many couples actually have a similar sex drive, to be honest, most, I find. And especially over the years together, they, you know, it goes in, in waves and spurts and however that is, like, for each person and and really... Really, like what I was talking about in in the first segment was the willingness to look at what is it you're looking for from that sex that you're desiring in that moment. If it's an orgasm, take care of yourself. (laughs) If it truly is from the place of the connection, then what is it your partner requires to also desire that? Like, I know this is usually a tough thing for people to talk about with their partners or with anybody really, but what if you could? Like what if you could just, you know, when you're when you're not trying to convince them to have sex or anything, you're just just hanging out on the porch or, you know, driving somewhere and just like what if you just talked to them and said, Hey, you know what? What do you love? that I do and and what do you wish that I would do and I don't even mean about the bedroom right now but really to invite them to that place like everybody's quite different with what they require now a lot of people (laughs) make sex really significant and so women have been taught or trained or programmed that they need to be wined and dined before they're 69ing and and they if that's you you might want to look at that like how much significance have you put on it if you have to have you know a hundred dollar meal out and you have to go dancing and you have to do all this before you'll have sex like look at that for you like is that even true is that even yours there's nothing wrong if you'd like to but so many times it's like I won't until which is just a form of control and and you're only hurting yourself because then how much do you limit how much you're going to receive if that isn't a possibility like you know for some people especially people with kids I mean they might only have 10 minutes in the shower like <laughs> like you know what what if you would be willing to look at hey body what would you like what would contribute to you what would create more for you and and then also as the partner who maybe is desiring the sex like what does your partner, what does get them going? Maybe they do like little, you know, sexting during the day, or maybe they also like to know ahead of time. You know, you might like really like spontaneous sex, but they might like to know ahead of time. So you might want to start planting the seed in the morning and being like, wow, you know what, um, you know, if you'd be up to it tonight, I'd really, really like to get it on or I mean that's that's probably really poor talk don't follow that my talk at all uh you know find what works for for your partner um because getting it on probably isn't it (laughs) but find what works and then and be willing to be that now not from a place of 
I have to do this to get that. Because that's a whole different energy. That's a whole, yeah, I'm just going to send this text so that she puts out tonight or he puts out tonight. But it's actually not going to be actually the energy that you'd like to create. Like, that could be another fun thing to look at is like, what what energy could you be that you'd like to be in the bedroom that you'd, or kitchen table, wherever you'd like to do it? Like, what energy could you be like that throughout the day? Yeah. Yeah, and one of the questions I love to use is what energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to be the sexualness we truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, proc, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because there's just the different spaciousness with that. And the cool thing is you don't just have to ask that question when you're going to have sex. Like, that sexualness is everything we be. Sexualness is creating. Sexualness is living. Sexualness is like the orgasm of life and, and living. And like, so you can be asking that all day long, even if you're not going to have sex. Yeah, like what energy, space, and consciousness can your body and you be to be the sexualness you truly be? Anything that doesn't allow that, right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah. And then also for some people, you know, you might have a partner who isn't as willing to talk about it as you are. So then you might need to read between the lines and be really, really aware of what does bring them, you know, the the joy. What what has occurred in the past when when they were, you know, really excited about having sex with you? Like what what was going on? And quite likely, there was no pressure. Because think about it for yourself. Whenever you, whenever you feel like somebody wants something from you or wants you to do something, even if we want to do it, we usually go into resistance. So instead of like the push energy that often we're taught to use to get something we'd like, what if you start pulling? Like what if you start pulling the energy so that their tingly parts get all tingly and they start to wonder they start to reach for you not wrong if they don't but it just becomes where you're an invitation as opposed to oh there he is he wants sex again or there she is she wants sex again that's all she wants from me that's all he wants from me like what if it changed what if you could change that and it's just an energy thing like where you're actually being the invitation you're pulling universal energy through them to you and through you yeah yum right instead of pushing I want this I need this you never put out we haven't done it in days or weeks or months or whatever it might be like pulling pulling what energy space and consciousness can us and our bodies be to be the playfulness and nurturing we truly be Anything that doesn't allow that, right, wrong, good, battle, nine, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because then you become the invitation. And they don't feel like they have to. And as soon as we feel like we have choice, <laughs> that's, at least for me, that's when everything changes. And that's what I really noticed with Hubby, is that when I don't have any pressure on him whatsoever, he's looking for me more than ever before. And I'm so grateful. And what's cool is I don't have a point of view when he doesn't. I don't make it about me. My God, the stories I used to tell myself, you guys, when he didn't desire the same amount of sex as I did. Like the absolute stories. And not one of them was true. Except in my world, I made them so true. So I could stay in the wrongness of me. I could stay in the judgment of me. I could stay in the wrongness of him. I could stay in the wrongness of... And um, yeah, so I mean, it's like, what what else would be possible if we got out of those stories? And those stories go both ways. It doesn't matter if you're the one who desires less or you're the one who desires more. We tell ourselves stories. And if you feel like he or she only wants you for sex, be willing to have that conversation. And be willing to have that conversation in a way that they can hear. Because that's the other thing. A lot of times we just want people to get it the way that we would we would receive it and a lot of times it's not true like it's 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 what's maybe true for us in that 10 seconds but it's actually not true 
and it certainly isn't true in their world. So then we deliver, well, all you ever want me for is sex, and they're like, but no, I just want, I just want to love you. I just want you to know that I love you. And in their world, that's how they show you. And, and this isn't an access thing, um, but it is something that I know really contributed to, to hubby and I changing things was uh, there's a, I think you can even find it online now, called the five love languages. And it's five different ways that people receive, um, kind of how, how they would receive that they know they're loved. And so what, of course, we found out was hubbies and I were very different. So mine is touch. So him telling me he loves me, him doing things for me to show me he loves me, is not near as effective as for him to touch me. And it doesn't matter if just holding hands while we're watching TV or we're having amazing sex. It doesn't matter. That touch for me is what that is. So when we did his, his way is through time spent together. So here I am, I'm trying to touch him all the time so he knows I love him, and he's trying to spend time with me um, to show me he loves me. And neither of us are walking away from interactions feeling loved. So once we got that information, we looked at, okay, so how do we do that? So to this day, and I mean, my gosh, it was probably 10 or more years ago when we read that book together. Uh, to this day, when, I, when he wakes up in the morning, I always go and spend time with him. It might only be 10 minutes, depending on my day. And then after supper is our time together. And, and in between, of course, we see each other. We're at home. We're both at home and stuff uh, when we're not traveling. So, I mean, we're here, but I don't tend to spend as much time with him throughout the, the day. But those are the two times because I know that that's what he requires. Do I require it? No. <laughs> Does he? Yes. Um, and then he knows that when he comes to bed at night that he snuggles up behind me. Whereas when I told him that that's what I wanted from him, it was so funny. It was like he looked at me like I had three heads. He's like, but but that's just going to wake you up. Like, why would I do that? <laughs> and of course, for probably 10 years before we had that conversation, I kept thinking, am, am I so horrible that he doesn't want to touch me? And he was trying to be nice. I mean, such ridiculous stories we tell ourselves. So that we've set up years ago, and that's how, how we do that. And also keeping in mind, you know, that those things change, or sometimes it's different, or whatever. But, but I really did like that book. It's, I can't think of who the author is, but if you just type into Google Five Love Languages, you'll get a sense of the five. And I think you can go through a questionnaire, too that will give you a sense of what yours is. Although probably just reading the description will become really easy for you to, to know what you are. And then that can really help too, because if you're the touch person and they're the time spent person, then probably walking up to them as soon as you walk in the door and you know trying to get them to, to head straight to the bedroom is not going to work. You're going to need to spend some time with them. And if that's a struggle for you, you might wanna look at that too. Because if you're not willing to be what they require for that, that could be some information for you. For sure. <laughs> so everything that is, we destroy and uncreate it all, return to sender with consciousness. Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. So those are kind of the two things when you look at, like, what is it that you're looking for? If, if you're the one who has the higher sex drive, like, in that moment, are you looking just to have an orgasm? Or are you looking for a connection? Like, have you attached a meaning to it also? Like, if we don't have sex tonight, then it's been seven nights and she's falling out of love with me or he's falling out of love with me. Like, look at those stories you're telling yourself and ask yourself if they're true. Because chances are they are not true. <laughs> you know, and you can always ask, like, truth, is this true? Um, and is this true for her or him or is this true for me? Because those stories are usually just reasons and justifications and what was really true for hubby was he just wasn't choosing as much as I was. Like, and I mean, like, choosing to have sex as much as I was. Like, that's it. Because anytime we go to because, then we actually stick ourselves in the judgment of it. Instead of, hey, here's what's true. He didn't choose it as often as I did. And it meant nothing about me. So everywhere you've made it mean something about you, if they're choosing it more or if they're not choosing it, we destroy and uncreate it all. 
Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, box, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, the other thing you want to look at is if you're the one who would like less of it, then allow them the space to take care of themselves. Don't make them wrong for that. Because that's one thing that I see. And again, I work ma mainly with women. So I'm sure there's other ways too. But I work mainly with women. And they're the ones who I often hear, oh, he's so disgusting. And he's, you know, masturbating all the time. And he all he thinks about is sex. And like, they really go into the wrongness of the man. And yet they're not willing to partake with them as often as the man would like. So what if you celebrated that and be like, wow, I'm so grateful, honey, that you're willing to do that for you. Like, I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Instead of making them wrong. Because if, if, if their body desires to have an orgasm a day, like what, what if that's not wrong? What if it's not right? What if it's just what their body's desiring? Or maybe it's not their body. Maybe it's in their head. I mean, what if that doesn't matter? There was a a friend of mine years ago, I was I was in awe. Of course, this was way back when, when my sex drive was way higher than hubby's. And I was in awe because every night her and her hubby had sex. Every freaking night. And before they had sex, he would just say to her, you know, would you like to have an orgasm tonight? And she would say yes or no if she did. And if she did, then they had that sex <laughs> I don't even know what to call that but I mean sex for both of them I guess I don't know and if they did if she didn't desire the orgasm then then he didn't do the other stuff like you know probably the oral sex on her or whatever else um and and he just had his orgasm and I remember just being in awe of that because <laughs> I would have loved that uh back then and um and also looking at that from her perspective going like wow like, she never made him wrong for it. She never told him she, he was disgusting. Um, you know, and I, I guess, you know what, I'm assuming, I don't know what was ever said. She certainly didn't give off that energy when she spoke about it. And, uh, and it's so, it was just so funny to me because I was like, wow, normally, especially at that point in my life, everybody I'd ever heard talk about sex was like, you know, it was a fight and the man had to, you know, do everything he could to get it once a week and like all this stuff in here she was like oh yeah this is what we do every night and and she was kind of like well you guys don't and I was like nope <laughs> nope we don't <laughs> so you know it, it's just like hey what what works for you as a couple and and what works for you alone and if you require something different to, like maybe you know you wouldn't mind to have more sex, but it needs to be different. Like how can you ask for that? How can you have that conversation with your partner? And I often say to people, like don't, don't go into that conversation from the place of, well, you've been fucking this up for 25 years. I need it different. Because <laughs> you probably, that probably won't set the stage. What I often say to people is like, what if you, what if you like find a video? Because there's, I mean, yes, there's porn out there that is probably not going to create more. And then there's also porn made by couples where it might it, it like check it out there might be some that really creates more because then it's a totally different invitation and you could say hey can we watch this together I've heard there's some really cool stuff that you know we've never thought about and you know really make it like you know both of you are coming to this epiphany now um, so because really what you <laughs> what will kill anything in the bedroom is wrongness and so if you start off with how wrong they are for not doing it right, <laughs> then you probably won't get where you'd like to get. So it's like, how can you have that conversation with what you would like? And, and my, my men, my sweet men, please know that probably five times softer than what you're doing right now will be a lot more effective. Like most men use the same intensity or the same pressure that they would use on themselves. But a woman's clitoris is very, very, very different. And five times lighter, if not 50 times lighter, you know, less is more. And, and of course, you know, maybe your, your gal is different. That's totally cool. Um, but really be aware of that because they may also not be telling you. So be really aware of what is her body asking for? How does her body respond when you do it super, super light? When you, 
increase it, when you decrease it, like really be willing to be totally present with her and her body in that moment. And women, same with you, be willing to be present with him, with his body, with what he likes, so that together you can co-create this magical creation and, and create sex beyond what you've never even imagined. Now, on that note, we must go to break. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Close your eyes. Imagine being free of everything that limits you. What would it feel like to live from this space every day? During an infinite possibility session with Glenise, you will clear energy blocks and limitations from every area of your life so you can live beyond your wildest dreams. Sessions can be done in person, over the phone, or using Skype. Find out more online at www.glenise.net. Find out about ongoing classes and workshops as well. And read Glenise's blog. That's www.glenise.net. G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenise Hughes. To find out more about Glenise and our program, please visit www.glenise.net. That's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E dot net. Now back to Living in the Magic of Possibilities. Welcome back, everybody. So we are talking all about sex today, let me tell you. Um, there's probably a few of you that even have shut this off by now, and that is A-OK. Really, really the more that we're willing to talk about it and be aware of what's possible and stop pretending that this is some horrible disgusting thing or that you know needs to be hidden like I I really see a lot of the stuff that goes on like you know where we go into sex abuse or we go into fetishes or like those sorts of things it, it really a lot of it stems from the energy of this needs to be hidden you know, my body's so wrong and disgusting that it likes certain things. And, and yeah, maybe there's, you know, maybe you don't tell everybody what your body likes or what really turns you on. Like maybe you do keep that for, for the people that you're going to be doing that with. Cause there is that element of, you know, an access we talk about just for me, just for fun, never tell anyone. Uh, cause you can go overboard. Uh, and, and, you know, I often say, just know your audience. And what if we just stop making it wrong? Like, really, what if we stop making it wrong? There's so many women that I work with, probably men also, again, I work more with women than men, uh, is, and they've stopped having sex in their relationship. And I mean, like, people in their 20s, actually probably every decade, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, on, where they've stopped having sex for one reason or another. Usually, not all the time, but usually there's such a buildup of judgment and it creates these walls between us. So then you stop having sex because of those walls of judgment. And then once you don't have sex for a while, it becomes easier. Like it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I guess that part of our life is over. Or you just don't even want to have the conversation. Like, there's one gal in my in my life, and she's not actually a client or anything. She's somebody that I hire her to do um, something for me, and and she had mentioned, you know, her and her boyfriend of two years hadn't had sex for, I don't know, remember now, like a year and a half or a year or something, and and they're young, 
And I just think, wow. And, and there's no conversation about it. Like, there's a lot of fantasy. There's a lot of, oh, well, this will change. And you know what, you know, probably tomorrow. And, you know, like, it, it'll be fine. And, you know, when we get married, it'll be better. And it's like, no, sweet pea. <laughs> no, because if you're not willing to have that conversation now, it's not going to change when you get married. Nothing will change that if you're not willing to have that conversation now. So everything that brings up and anywhere maybe that you're not having sex and not willing to talk about it and all that crazy that goes with that. Will you destroy it and create it all? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, online, pop box, shorts, boys and beyonds. And would you be willing to look at what that is for you? Now, for some people, it truly is that the person that they're married to or in relationship with, they're not going, they're not contributing to their body. So then it just becomes a, you know, this is, the, we're done here um, sexually. And then like, okay, cool. That's not wrong. That's just a choice. And if your body desires it, you know, would you be willing to ask your body to contribute to finding somebody who would contribute? Like, and I know that goes into cheating, but if you're not having sex and your body would like to, like, it depends the energy that you're choosing it behind, of course, because you can choose it from the energy of, I need to get back and I need to, you know, I, I need him to or her or whoever, whatever partner, just to know how much they've hurt me. And, you know, like, definitely you can choose cheating from that and then it's actually cheating. But there's also the energy where you can choose the nurturing of you and kindness and caring for you. If your partner said, hey, we're not doing that anymore, and you desire them in your life and they contribute in other ways, then what if you could find somebody that would be fun and phenomenal and rewarding and create more and expand your life and living in that area? Everything that brings up. Well, you destroyed and create all times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, pod, fuck, shorts, boys and beyonds. And I do know that that's, you know, probably even a little risque for me to be talking about here. But I really wonder, like, I really wonder what else might be possible. And I used to have the point of view that it would never be possible to have, um, you know, sex outside of your relationship and have it contribute. Like, I... I just, I, I've had very strong points of view about that and through the years have really, really changed them. Now, with that said, yeah, you know what? If hubby said we're not going to have sex anymore, I mean, there's so much to, to that. There would be so many conversations, so many things I would look at. Um, but if I was in that situation, I was aware that it would create more to stay. I would look at what else, you know, what else could I create beyond it? Um, I just, yeah, maybe I've just cleared enough points of view about it. But again, not from the place of cheating, because that's where you will trip yourself. That's where you will, how, how you know somebody's cheating <laughs> is that they get found out. If you're doing it from the place of honoring you and nurturing you, it'll never be found out because it's not something to be found out because it's like, if you had, you know, chocolate cake or ice cream for dessert at lunchtime and your partner wasn't there, it, that's how irrelevant it would be in their world. But if it's done from cheating, the partner always finds out because they want to be found out because they want to sucker punch that person. They want to make goddamn sure they know they did wrong. And I mean, like the partner who did the cheating, they want the other partner to know how they fucked up to create them having to cheat. You know, like it, it's it's a big mess. And, you know, that that's pretty general statement. So if that's, you know, if you had a situation like that and that's not true for you, just to start and create what I just said, right, wrong, good, bad, online, puck, shorts, boys, meons. And I have worked with enough people that that's always the way. If they want to be found out, it's because they are delivering a message to their partner to let them know you fucked up and now you're paying for it in some really bizarre, messed up way. <laughs> um, and... If it's not that energy, what if that was okay? What if you could receive in that way if the, you know, if with your partner isn't something that's going to create more? You'll know for you. That's, I can, I can, you know, put it out there and only you will know for you sure if that's actually going to work for you. For myself, you know, 
I, I wouldn't choose outside of my marriage in, in the way that it is now, um, you know, with hubby and I having sex and, and really delicious, yummy sex and all of that. Uh, even if I was aware that that moment would, it would be nurturing and kind and caring to me. Because I know what would go on, my he- on in my head after. And that would not be cool. That would not be okay. So I know in that case, there's no, that, that's, that's not going to work for me. Um, but what I'm talking about is, hey, if you know that other person isn't going to choose it anymore, if they told you straight out that they're not going to, then what might work for you? What might be fun for you? And maybe it's leaving the relationship. You know, who knows? That's, again, look at what works for you. I'm just kind of giving you different information so that you can get out of the points of view because that is really what stops sex from being fun and phenomenal and awesome and amazing is all the points of view that we have. And really, they're not even ours. They're all of the points of view of our parents and our families and our friends and everybody in this planet instead of like, hey, what works for me? Like, what works for me? And maybe, you know, maybe you even know for you sex doesn't work for you. It's just not something your body desires. What if that's okay? Like, <laughs> everything that brings up will you destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, online, papak, shorts, boys, fiance. So I want to give you some questions for those of you um, that, you know, sex does feel yummy. Ask. Truth. Will it be easy? And I don't mean you ask the other person. You ask yourself. You ask your awareness. You go to the bathroom and you ask, truth, will it be easy? If you get a no, don't even ask the rest of the questions, sweet friends. This is, if it's not going to be easy, there's going to be trauma drama that you don't even want to be a part of. Um, if it will be easy, then truth, will it be fun? Truth, will I learn something? Truth, will I be happier afterwards? Truth, will they be grateful? Truth, will I make more money? And those you just really are asking to get a sense of what it's going to create. Like what, what will having sex with this person create in your future? So that you can stop pretending that something's going to create something phenomenal and really it's just shit. Because I mean, how many times do people have sex with people they know they shouldn't have sex with. They know that there's going to be pure trauma drama after. Yeah, so everything that brings up, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, puck, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And I just, um, I realized I didn't talk about my upcoming classes, so I just want to take a moment with that. The first thing is, I want you to know, depending on when you listen to this, the Business Creation Club, Monday is the last day to get in at 997 Canadian, and there are payment plans options, payment plan option, uh, and then on Tuesday the 20th, it goes up to $2,997. So if you want in, get in now. And uh, coming up around the world, Ottawa. I am heading to Ottawa September 7th for a bars class. Sweet Diane and I are going to co-facilitate that. And then September 8th will be four days of foundation, baby. Ottawa, Ontario. Then off to Vienna, Austria for embodying wealth and opulence. So it's a two and a half day class. And How does it get any better? It's one of my brand new uh, specialty classes. Then London, England for Foundation November 2nd. Calgary, Alberta for Foundation November 24th. And we are still working on Maui's class in January. Um, So yes, yes. And what else is possible? There's lots of probably other stuff that's going to be created here shortly. So just wanted to to pop that in. So (laughs) pop that in on a show about sex. Oh, how I entertain me. Yeah, okay. So when your sex drive is different from your partner's, look at those things. What is it that you're looking to create with that? And then also look at the stories you've added. If we don't have sex once a week, it means this. If we do have sex twice a week, it means that. If we don't have sex 47 times a week, it means this. Like, look at the stories that you've told. Look at the crazy. Start asking your body, body, what would you like? You know, body, would you like it? And and I did that with hubbies too, you know, and I, I still will be like, you know, if I'm kind of feeling like, oh, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to to um, to play, then be like my body. So like ask, you know, play with his body, even if he's out of town or he's not home yet or whatever. Like, you know, so our bodies are turning each other on uh, before we even start. And then I'll also get a sense of... <clears throat> If there's, you know, ways to to be that with him uh, prior, 
you know, whether it's extra time um, in our time together or sometimes it's a, you know, a, a, a text. Um, it can't be very much. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, I don't, I don't, I won't define it, but, you know, I, I can't take it overboard from his world. So I have to be really aware of that. And then that's okay. You know, again, it's just knowing our partners and knowing what works for them and knowing what repels them. You know, last week's show was all about repelling people. So, you know, if there's a, if there's a line that you know that your partner isn't okay with you crossing, don't cross it and then expect them to be okay with it. Just be aware of what that is and, and don't make them wrong for it. You know, like it's, it doesn't affect us anywhere else. It's just, he's just not overly comfortable with a lot of stuff via text. So cool. And you know, what I'm really grateful now for more than ever before is that he travels with me. Whereas before we spent a lot of time apart when I traveled. So um, you know, where some couples might do the FaceTime sex or Skype sex or that sort of stuff, that's just not okay in his world. Or I shouldn't say not okay, but just not something he was interested in choosing. So, and I'll be honest, I think, I, I don't know, like, I probably, I would have tried it. It'd <laughs> be pretty weird too. I'm not sure, you know, what that would have been. Who knows? Um, and so now that he travels, it's, it's fine. He's there in person and I'm grateful for that. So, you know, just really looking at what works for you, what, what is it that you're looking to get out of it? And, and then looking at all the points of view. If, if masturbation, if that's not okay in your world, look at that. Like, who are you being? Who are you being that you wouldn't honor your body in that way? And, and then, you know, there's all sorts of toys now that you can get. Whether you're a woman or a man, there's all sorts of things that you can get that may enhance, you know, your sex life, may enhance your masturbation life. And and what if that's okay? Like, and, you know, who knows, that might even spur your partner to be a little bit more interested because you're not pushing them anymore. You're taking care of it yourself. That might be a bit of an invitation. That might be like, hey, you know, what, what are you doing in there? Like, you know, who knows, that might be that. And yeah. Everything that just brought up, we destroyed and created all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, pot, pot, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And then really the other aspect of it all, I mean, pretty much every, well, every area of our life is communication. Be willing to talk about it. And if you're aware that they're not comfortable, find a way to do it in a way they are comfortable. You know, a lot of times we just match people's uncomfort or discomfort. So then we don't have the conversation. And yet, you know what? that's not going to create more. So how can you have that conversation? Maybe it's over the phone, you know, so you're not face to face. Maybe it's via text. Maybe it's when you're driving when the other person can't get out. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean hold them hostage, but it's just sometimes, you know, when you're both staring straight ahead instead of looking at each other, like find that way to have that conversation. And, and then by all means, don't make you wrong. Don't make them wrong. Find a way to, you know, maybe laugh about what you've created in the past and then be like, hey, what can we create together now? Like, what would be fun now? What would you like now? And maybe your your partner isn't okay having, you know, saying what they'd like. So then you could just say, show me. Like, show me when I'm doing it right and show me when I'm not. Or, you know, let me know when I'm not. Or give them permission to direct you. Be like, hey, you know, pretend that I've never done this with you before. Tell me what you would like. Tell me what would work for you. Or if it's not working for you, you're not enjoying it. It just opens up a whole different conversation. And yeah, everything that doesn't allow that, we destroy and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, online, putt, putt, shorts, boys, and beyonds. And what energy, space, unconsciousness can your body and you be to gift and receive yummy sex yummy orgasmic delicious sex for all eternity anything that doesn't allow that we destroy and create it all right wrong good bad online putt puck shorts boys and beyonds yeah and what else might be possible for you and even if maybe you're not in a partnership maybe you're just listening because this is of interest to you you know have you ever asked your body, body, show me who you'd like to play with? Body, bring me a, a playmate who loves to gift orgasms. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did a radio show um, a couple of years ago, June, I think, of 
maybe 2014, 2015. And it's called The Magic of a Blowjob. And in that, I talk a lot about gifting and receiving. Obviously, I talk a lot about blowjobs in there too. Um, but there's some gifting and receiving discussion in there too that, you know, may contribute to to any of this because that's another piece of, of sex where a lot of times we do the give and take from this reality when really... What's more, what is totally true for us is gifting and receiving. So if you want more information about that, go in and check that one out. So for now, thank you so much for listening in, guys, and for sticking with the whole show. I am so, so, so grateful for you. Um, and do let me know, you know, if, if shows about sex are something you'd like to hear a little bit more often, let me know. I would love to know that. Um, and I, I believe I'll be putting out kind of like a a survey about kind of what you'd like to know more about with with regards to sex. Not necessarily that I'll use it on the show, uh, but kind of looking together, looking at putting a series and stuff together. So just wondering, you know, what what are the questions people have? So you might see that, and I will have it as a name option, so you don't have to say who you are. Yeah, how's it get any better? All right. So, what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to physically actualize an unreal, unbelievable, fantastic, phenomenal, unfathomable, magical, miraculous reality, totally beyond this reality with total ease? Anything that doesn't allow that to show up as if by magic, will you destroy and create it all? Yeah, right, wrong, good, bad, all nine Podfox shorts, boys and beyonds. Have a wonderful week, sweet friends. Thank you again for joining us. Living in the Magic of Possibilities can be heard every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Please join Glenice Hughes for another edition of our program next week. Mm-hmm.